Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3. Time now to discuss the top market moving headlines that investors will be paying attention to and potential implications. Of course, we've got to talk about the headline story on all the papers this morning, and that is the latest political update from across the causeway that caused Malaysian stocks to advance the most since March 2020. Yeah, so for the first time, Ahmad Ibrahim finally crosses the finishing line and leads Malaysia. So that was pretty much uh, what was making headlines and is also on the front page of the papers. And market reactions have been swift. Mm -hmm. As you pointed out, it was a positive one. Stocks are up. In fact, the most in two years. And looking at those stocks that moved higher, we've got the FTSE Bursa Malaysia KLCI Index rallying 4% among the leaders. Gaming and brewery companies, including Genting Malaysia, Sports Total, Magnum Berhad, Carlsberg Brewery Malaysia. This sector rose as we saw the pro-Malay Islamist Alliance PN or Perkataan Malaysial losing out on its bid to form the government. So perhaps some relief buying there for that sector. Mm. So that's pretty much lifting the sentiment across markets and that's also playing out for many other assets including the Malaysian ringgit which traded 1.9% higher versus the US dollar at 4.4897 on Thursday and it could continue if we see the momentum carrying on. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned the markets for, well, in Malaysia, that's the highest in two years. For the ringgit, it's set for its best showing since 2015, and it's uh, led to being a top performer in Asia as well. So it'll be interesting to track how this story develops and keep a close eye on markets in Malaysia today. Yeah, investors really taking away some relief that there is clarity mm-hmm. on the elections front at least, that there is now a prime minister in Malaysia. And also perhaps some certainty around where things will go from here. And investors may be thinking, hey, Ahmad Ibrahim might be the person to bring things together and push Malaysia forward. Yeah, but Ryan, we've still got to remember there are a lot of other macroeconomic issues at play. The economy, it's still fragile. Um, And then global Mm. macroeconomic issues that could filter into the Malaysian economy as well. Yeah, he's got his plate full of work mm-hmm. and it is uh, something that's going to be a tough few years for him if he does you know, stay that long because there are a lot of challenges, mm-hmm. not just internationally, but also domestically. And it starts first with the power sharing agreement. As we've seen in the past few days, it was not easy to get to this point. Mm-hmm. They could not get the majority in parliament that they needed to just be a clear winner outright. We saw the king stepping in to pretty much help settle this matter. And the first test will be who gets what in his government. In fact, pretty much which minister uh, and from what party. So this could see some infighting and you have a lot of people he needs to please. So this could be a tough balancing act for him and that will be the first hurdle. And you have also him already saying he's going to ask for a vote of confidence when parliament opens. So that could be another hurdle. 
So we'll have to keep a lookout and see what happens on December 19th when Parliament does reconvene. Now, let's take a look at what's happening in China as well. We've been closely following the COVID surge there. Yesterday, we spoke about what was happening in Mm. Foxconn plants as well with lockdowns across China. Yeah, just to recap the action around the Foxconn plant, Mm -hmm. we saw lots of unease and Mm -hmm. clashes even between the workers and security staff. We had videos online showing the workers throwing fences, sticks, stones, lots of stuff at these police officers dressed in white. And then you have these other videos showing these officers uh, dressed in white beating up some of these workers as well. So it's been going back and forth. And now you have some reports that Beijing could be bracing for a COVID surge. And reports are showing that makeshift camps are starting to be set up. At least one district near the city's CBD is starting to build one. And this is pretty much amidst a backdrop of how cases are now starting to creep up and we could see these restrictions that were eased recently starting to pick up again. So it's going to be a tough one for the Chinese economy if it does happen. Ryan, and you know, we've got to talk about why this is happening and take a look at the numbers. As you mentioned, we saw the growing outbreak. I think Mm. it climbed to a record 1,611 new cases on Wednesday. Yeah, so 1611, we were talking about Mm. around 800 in the earlier part of this week. And this is enough, I guess, for officials to sit up and take notice and start to think, hey, if this continues to um, continue, it might be something they have to start to prepare for. Already, panic buying is playing out. Supermarket Mm -hmm. delivery apps like Alibaba's Fresh Hippo and also... Many other grocery outlets are no longer taking orders for deliveries because the slots have just run out. So capacity is already drying up. And then you have the other issues as well. Hospital beds, ICU units are just overwhelmed and is something to keep in mind as well as we see the infrastructure strain possibly become an issue for China. Okay, we'll be keeping a close eye on the situation there and update you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.